Hey, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking on that stove? What do you have on that grill for this weekend? Today is August 21st, 2021. It is currently 3.24 a.m. in the morning on Saturday, which means this podcast is for Friday. Um, I got a lot of stuff on my mind. Uh, My heart is kind of heavy right now. Uh, Not anything personally happening to me, but the state of this country, it's not headed in the right direction. It's not getting any better. Our media continues to lie to us. Um, You know, COVID is exploding everywhere, but it's not the fact that COVID is exploding everywhere that's bothering me. It's the panic that envelopes a lot of my friends and family, I guess, who are just uh, overly concerned with it. Of course, COVID or any type of virus, anything out there, you should take very, very seriously. But it's not as serious as everyone thinks. And uh, I just want to get into a little bit of that. Uh, I'm going to turn this music down here. Sometimes it's hard to speak with music in the background. You know, I've um, I've listened to some podcasts out there. And uh, I think they're amateur podcasts like myself. Uh, but they're speaking over... Uh, over music, um, there's a there is a feature on this Anchor app where you can actually, I guess, lay down a track while you speak, and I've done that for my Dream Weddings Hawaii commercial. Um, it's just automatic, and it just loops around, I guess, background music. Uh, but it's really, you know, it, it doesn't add to to anything for the most part. You know, I think a podcaster or anyone out there talking or talk radio or anyone, you know, should be able to hold your attention. Uh, you know. For from the beginning to the end of the podcast, you know, uh, without any background music, that's just my opinion. But you know, when I listen to like you know talk radio or or any of the other podcasters out there, I'm more gripped or captivated by their podcasts uh, from the words they share, their emotions they share, from their from the jokes that you know crack me up while I'm driving. And by the way, when do I listen to my podcast? Usually, I'm listening to it while I'm taking a shower. Uh, or I'm driving, you know, I, I, you know, I don't listen to the radio very often anymore. I, I hate to admit that. Uh, but I just don't, I, I, you know, I'm so spoiled with my phone, which is almost my, it's my, my phone is, I use it more for entertainment than to talk on. I, you know, I rarely talk on my phone nowadays other than for business. <laughs> Isn't that kind of strange? You know, all of my friends, I usually text or, or hit them up through messenger. Um, rarely do I ever get anyone on the phone. I think there's only a few people I can count them on one hand, uh, that I actually talk to on a daily basis over the phone. So, uh, you know, um, for the appetizer that's on the menu today for our, our talk while we barbecue. Uh, it's going to be all about Hawaii, uh, PCR test, COVID. Um, we're going to talk about that for a short time. Uh, things that I have seen on the media here in, here in Hawaii. Of course, our media is full of agendas and they're just lying to us. Even our local Hawaii media lies to us. Can you believe that? You know, they can't escape agenda driven, I guess, news reporting. <laughs> it's sad. You would think Hawaii would be different than the rest of the nation, but we're not. So I'm going to get into that in a, in a few seconds here. Uh, but first of all, here's something new that I learned about these PCR tests and how inaccurate they are and why many people may be uh, testing positive for COVID when they're not actually infected with COVID. Now, I made it very, very clear that first of all, PCR, they only test for the presence of COVID, not for whether or not you have an infection or not, right? 
Um, usually, if you're asymptomatic, it could mean that you have COVID in your nose, but it could be a dead virus. It could very well be a dead virus. And because these PCR tests amplify um, the COVID particles by 30 or 50 times, you know, they could just be picking up some ghost particles, I guess some leftover ghost particles that are in your nose, right? So for COVID to really infect someone, um, it would have to, in, I guess, bond to your ACE2 receptors, and that's where your problems get started. And, you know, you don't want this to go into your blood. What, what happens is that COVID eventually finds its way into the bloodstream, and when it, once it finds its way into the bloodstream, then you're in trouble. You know, then, then you're, it's going to infect your lungs, your heart, your liver. It could even go to your brain. Uh, you know, a lot of people have complained about brain fog uh, afterwards, after from recovering from COVID. Uh, you know, COVID can affect your, your sense of taste. It can e eventually even affect your muscles. Um, some people have, I mean, this is a pretty serious virus once it gets into your bloodstream. And the trick is, is to, you know, once it gets into your bloodstream, uh, to have your, um, your body neutralize it. That's the main thing. You know, a lot of times people would say, oh, my body, like when they get the flu or anything else in there, that means that virus has been spreading throughout your body and it's, and it, and it is now affecting more than just one part of your entire, I guess, organic system, right? So here's the thing. Where do your antibodies lie? Where do they reside, right? They don't reside in your nose, okay? Let's make that very, very clear. You have zero antibodies inside your nasal passage, inside, your, inside of your respiratory lungs. They just don't reside there. Where do they reside? In your bloodstream. All these antibodies that are floating around or your T-cell memories or, or your, your, your T-cells that are ready to attack, that have learned how to fight COVID uh, from the common day, uh, common day code or from a previous infection or from the va vaccines, right? They're all floating around in your blood. Now, you have a lot of antibodies in there. And uh, for the most part, if you're if the COVID virus is still in your nasal passage and has not made it into your bloodstream, how will your antibodies actually attack it? How will it actually solve it? Well, the truth is it won't. And that's why a lot of people who, are, who have taken the vaccine are still getting runny noses out there. They're still getting some, a little respiratory problems. But they're not getting the major organ failure. They're not getting, you know, COVID going into the heart, their liver, infecting their lungs, tearing apart their lungs. You know, it will give them a cough. It may make them a little bit more, um, it may, may trigger some asthma attacks out there. Uh, it may even give them a runny nose, like how a common cold does, right? But because the antibodies are within the bloodstream, you know, it will not affect the major parts of your body. If you have antibodies. So the vaccine, that's the way the vaccines work. All right, people. So when you hear like Dr. Fauci and all of these other like, you know, medical experts out there saying that, well, you know, there's efficacy rate of 90 something percent or 60 percent or anything like that. Statistics actually mean nothing. And that's what I hate it. That's what I hate about these doctors or scientists out there who are who keep who, who keep preaching statistics. As a, as a form of science, all right, whenever you have statistics involved, you know, you can, <laughs> you can write any, any type of narrative you want. 
You know, when I tell you 50% of all marriages end in divorce, does that mean your loved one that you just want to spend the rest of your life with, that your marriage or your relationship has a 50% chance of like ending, right? Absolutely not, right? I mean, would you want to take your car to a, to a mechanic who says, well, you know, I, I think if we change out this, this, this uh, alternator, there's a 94% chance it's correct. It'll, it'll work, right? That's not what you want to hear. That's really not what you want to hear. So whenever you hear this, this fallacy of st- statistics where, you know, this double-blinded placebo test, and now we have, like, we know for a fact that 94% of our patients didn't get sick or anything like that. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things hidden within those numbers, right? Even though it's a controlled study and, a, and it's a double-blinded blinded placebo test, there's, and they're saying it's a control, a lot of times it's not, they can't control every single human behavior. So what about those 94% of the people? What did they, first of all, what did they consider, you know, I guess what was, I guess what was an infection and what was not an infection, right? I mean, again, you were the people who took the vaccine, did they actually get, were they actually infected with COVID even though they got, I guess, I guess symptoms of COVID, right? Because again, you can have a runny nose. You could be test positive for the PCR test because the antibodies are not in your nasal passage. They're in your blood. So, you know, could, could that be the reason why it's not 100% effective? Or maybe could that be a reason why it's 60% effective? It doesn't make any sense, right? Whenever you hear statistics or percentages applied to any type of narrative, that's, that's creative writing. That's creative journalism. Science should be exact as possible, all right? And right now, what you're, ha- what you're, what you're being fed to is a creative, uh, a creative narrative that has a lot of plot holes and story holes in them, and those story holes and plot holes are being filled with agendas um, from Dr. Fauci to the CDC to anyone else out there, even journalists out there, and even other scientists and medical doctors out there who can interpret statistics any way which way they want. But none of them, none of them are looking under the microscope. Like say for example, I mean, they're not looking under the microscope and and analyzing the data that is out there. I'm not sure why. Like for example, if there is a person who is vaccinated who tested positive for COVID, all right, what are their symptoms? Okay? I mean, we have to ask ourselves that question. What exactly are their symptoms? Were they just sneezing and coughing or were they having major organ failure? Okay, so can, can, can't we take a look at their blood and test them for their, their antibody count? Why have we not done that, right? And why can't we say with, without a doubt that they have a very high antibody account, body count after they took the vaccine and they still got infected and therefore the vaccines don't work or did their antibody count lower from the time they, they took the vaccine, why can't they do that? All they'll say is that all they're saying is that oh, there's some breakthrough cases, and we expect that to statistically happen. You understand what I'm saying? They're not taking the extra step, which they should, to investigate why there are breakthrough cases, right? 
and what type of people, I guess, I guess, experienced a breakthrough case. Now, I know people who have had, you know, COVID, I guess, who have been vaccinated by COVID. Well, I'm sorry. I know people who know people who have been vaccinated and got COVID. But here's the thing. Most of them, most of them only got, none of them got hospitalized. None. Absolutely not. Not one of them. No shortness of breath. No nothing. They only got a runny nose and a slight cough for a couple of days, and that's it. But they did test positive for COVID. That's all. Now, again, like what I told you before, we're going to circle back. We're going to do a Gen Saki. We're going to circle back to what I said in the beginning. That again, the antibodies are, are within the blood. They're not within the nasal passage. They're not within your respiratory passage at all, right? So COVID can get into there. It can infect that area. They've always known that. They lie to you. Because again, antibodies are only in the blood. So it will stop the infection from spreading through your blood because that's where the antibodies are. But it's not going to stop you from getting a little sick here and there. Because again, this is a respiratory you know, virus. Okay, people? All right. So get that through your head when you hear about all these people panicking that the, vi- that the vaccine isn't working. Okay. So anyway, my other narrative I wanted to get out here to you is that don't, whenever they yell statistics, it's a bunch of BS. It's a bunch of BS. Like one of these photographers who I was really respected a long time ago, he told me, you know, Steve, statistics, they're like a bikini. They look good, but hide all the good parts. And I laughed, but it was so true. Statistics, they look good, but they always hide all the good parts, all the interesting parts. So guess what? Here in Hawaii, uh, let's see here. I'm going to pull this up here. Here in Hawaii, there was, a, I guess, on the 6 p.m. news, there were, uh, they wanted to uh, show how effective COVID vaccines were. So they pulled up two graphs, right? So one graph showed the percentage of the population who were vaccinated. And for some reason, they, were, they used the word initiated. I'm not sure what that means, right? So the percentage of the population initiated by age group. And also, they had another graph that, that, that showed the average age or breakdown of the age of uh, every COVID-19 case since we started to the vaccine program. So the interesting thing about this was that most of the people who are vulnerable, we're talking people who are, you know, 50, uh, like, for example, the ages of 65 to 74 years old here in Hawaii, they're 100% vaccinated. Isn't that pretty cool, right? 75 years and up, they're 98% vaccinated. So, so I, um, and then uh, 40 years, 40 years and 40 to 49 years, that's my age bracket, 79% of us are vaccinated. That's why when I go to all my friends, we're all like in our 40s, right? Mostly everyone's vaccinated. I think there's only a few of my friends. And I think this is kind of statistically correct, like where most of them are basically, you know, again, vaccinated. I think eight out of 10 for the most part, right? And the other people who are not vaccinated, they've gotten COVID. There's only one person, there's only one friend of mine who is not vaccinated and has not gotten COVID. So then they, they also, then they compare it to the graph of, again, the age group who are getting 
I'm sick with COVID. So who are those age groups? Well, the young kids are actually getting infected. So from the ages of 0 to 29 years old, they make up 39% of all the cases. From 0 to 49 years old, they make up 73% of all the cases. How many of them have died of the 0 to 29? None. Absolutely none. So again, this virus just passes straight through them and they get natural immunity. What's wrong with that, right? That's actually pretty cool, to be honest, right? Now, 0 to 49 years old, 73%. How many of them have died? I think only two of them have died. And those people who who had died, they had major underlying health conditions. That's very interesting, right? So we are seeing less deaths around here in Hawaii uh, because the elderly, the vulnerable, are already vaccinated. They're protected. Now, there's some people who are still infected even though they're fully vaccinated. Here's something very interesting. Again, remember what I told you? The age 64 to 74 100% of those people are actually vaccinated. That that I find just amazing. But it's almost true because, you know, my dad, my my mom, they're all vaccinated. All my aunts and uncles who are all that age, they're all vaccinated. So I think it's right. 100%. I can't find a person between the ages of 64 and 74 years old in my family, my Chinese family here, which is huge. All of them are vaccinated. None of them have gotten COVID. Now, of all the COVID cases in Hawaii, they only make up 4% of the, of the COVID cases. So right now, you know, that, that leads me to believe that this vaccine actually may work. Okay? That makes, that makes sense, right? Because again, 100% of that age group, they're vaccinated and they're only making up 4% of the cases. That is pretty interesting. Now, I don't care if you're anti-vax or anti, you know, pro or anti-vax, but again, this stat right here, we can kind of come to come to a conclusion if this if we are to believe this stat, because again, 100% of the people ages 64 to 74 are fully vaccinated, and again, there's only 4% of them who are of all the COVID cases they have out there that are actually uh, are, are of their age group and. Of those right there, of that 4%, none of them are in the hospital. Isn't that interesting? So um, we can, you know, we can kind of draw a conclusion right there just because it's 100%. If it weren't 100%, we could write any type of narrative out there that we want. But because it's 100% vaccination rate, wow, that's, (laughs) I don't know what to say, people. I don't know what to say. I don't know how you can write another narrative out there saying that it doesn't work. All right, people, I'm going to go, go cut to commercial here because I got to pay the bills. I've been talking for about 19 minutes or so, um, but oh, hold on a second. Hold on. I'm getting way ahead of myself here. You know, one thing I want to talk about here, um, one thing that I noticed about when the Hawaii News Now came out here, they did not mention, they did not mention how many people were, I guess, they did not break down the age bracket on the people who are dying of Delta here in Hawaii or who have died since, since the, the vaccine, that vaccines have actually, um, um, uh, I guess, been, been distributed. And the truth is, the truth is, like, uh, the, the virus, 
the virus still is killing people who are much older than us or much older, still in their mid-80s. So even though these young kids are not vaccinated, you know, and even some of them may even be hospitalized, right? The truth is that they're living through this. So why is that? Well, it could be number one is that maybe the hospitals are actually treating their patients a lot faster. It could be that. I hope it's that. But it also could be because a lot of people out there, <laughs> this is just passing through them like a really bad cold. That's all. Anyway, now I'm going to cut the commercial. And when we get back, I have some big news, people. I am going to read from this article. Um, and uh, it's an exclusive article that just broke yesterday that you didn't find in the news. But the FBI cannot prove the U.S. Capitol attacks were coordinated. And that's from Reuters. <laughs> you know, that's from Reuters. It was not reported at all anywhere, even on Fox. That's incredible. So this is pretty big here. This is pretty big. So I'm going to cut to commercial. When I get back, we're going to get into this. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So that's dream, weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out, dot com. Well, I guess we all can agree that journalism, especially in the present day, is dead, right? Um, I think it was dying during the Obama years. I think it was really dead uh, during the Trump years. And now it's, it seems to be dying, but at least they're coming alive and wagging their finger in the face of their hero, Joe Biden. And, um, but still... <laughs> I'm still seeing a few of them out there sugarcoat the failures in Afghanistan. But we're, not, we're really not going to talk about Afghanistan today. What I want to talk about is January 6th, the riots that happened over there at the Capitol. Now, what happened there, I don't agree with it. All right. Now, I believe that this election was stolen. I believe that the Democrats cheated in many different ways. You know, could have the Dominion um, machines have been rigged? Very possibly so. Could have could votes have been scanned more than once? That's definite. And that's 100% definite. You know, there's proof of that happening. Uh, could there be fake ballots? Yes, absolutely. There's proof of that happening too. But on top of that, the media did have their hand in there by suppressing information, lying to the American public about who Joe Biden was, his capacity to actually govern, and lying to the American public to who Trump was and his capacity to govern, and lying about all his, of his achievements that he had done in his administration. The media tried to paint Trump as a white supremacist, and they used that narrative to, to, to basically push Joe Biden 
into the presidency. And there are a lot of people out there who still believe that this country suffers from white supremacy. And the people there on January 6th were for the most part white supremacists. And they were, they were coordinated by Donald Trump to storm the Capitol to take over the U.S. government. That's what they reported on. Now, just yesterday, on August 20th, 2021, the FBI, I guess Reuters reported that the FBI had released a report and it concluded that the FBI could not find evidence that the U.S. Capitol attack was coordinated. How do you like that? How do you like that? And there's more. So I'm going to read from this article. And as I read this, I'm going to add my own commentary. So Washington, August 20th, the FBI has found scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the U.S. Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidential election result, according to four current and former law enforcement officials. Though federal officials have arrested more than 570 alleged participants, alleged, right? The FBI at this point believes the violence was not centrally coordinated by far-right groups or prominent supporters of the former President Donald Trump. Got that? President Trump had nothing to do with it. According to the sources, who have been either directly involved in or briefed regularly on the wide-ranging investigations. So, quote, 90 to 95% of those of these are one-off cases, said a former senior law enforcement official with knowledge of the investigation. Quote, then you have 5% maybe of these militia groups that were more closely organized. But there was no grand scheme with Roger Stones and Alex Jones and all of these people who stormed the Capitol to take hostages. Okay, Stone, a veteran Republican operative and self-described dirty trickster, and Jones, founder of a conspiracy-driven radio show and webcast, I think to talk about Alex Jones, are both allies of Trump and had been involved in pro-Trump events in Washington on January 5th, the day before the riot. But FBI investigators did not find that the cells of protesters, including followers of the far-right Oath Keepers and Proud Boys had aimed to break into the Capitol, right? But they found no evidence that those groups had serious plans about what to do once they made it inside. So again, this was just a riot. This was just people who, you know, uh, who, who just, you know, got emotional, angry, fearful, and it's almost like what happened when the when, when uh, the Philadelphia Eagles you know, won the Super Bowl. The whole city was they were just overturning cop cars, setting things on fire, climbing lampposts. That's why they had to put Vaseline on lampposts because again, people do stupid stuff when they're all together, when they're all fearful, or even when they're happy. You see it happen in college games. Hey, anyone? If you have a nobody team and they defeat Alabama, you see these. These fans are going to rush the crowd, I mean, rush into the field, and they're going to tear down that goalpost, right? And they're going to take that goalpost and they're going to march it out, out of the stadium. And they're probably going to riot on the outside because they're so happy. And that's what people do. This group think mentality 
they all of a sudden, you know, start thinking, hey, you know what? The rules don't matter. If, if everyone's doing it, maybe I can do it. And that's what happens. That's really, really what happened over there. So prosecutors, I'm going to continue reading. Prosecutors have filed conspiracy charges. Char- hold on. Prosecutors have filed conspiracy charges against 40 of these defendants, alleging that they engaged in some degree of planning before the attack. They allege that one Proud Boy leader recruited members and urged them to stockpile bulletproof vests and other military-style equipment in the weeks before the attack. And on June 6, um, they sent members forward with a plan to split into groups and make multiple entries to the Capitol. But, so far, prosecutors have steered clear of the more serious politically loaded charges that the sources said had been initially discussed by prosecutors, such as seditious conspiracy or racketeering. The FBI's assessment could prove relevant for a congressional investigation that also aims to determine how the day's events were organized and by whom. Senior lawmakers have been briefed in detail on the the results of the FBI's investigation so far and find them credible, according to a Democratic congressional source. So, let's see here. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, so that's basically it. They're just going going to be talking in circles here. I'm trying to read here. No, 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 no. More than 170 people have been charged so far with assaulting or impeding a police officer, according to the Justice Department. Uh, That carries a maximum sentence of 20 years. But one source said there has been little, if any recent discussion by senior Justice Department officials of filing charges such as seditious conspiracy to accuse defendants of trying to overthrow the government. So no insurrection. So it's seditious conspiracy. They put this in quotes, right? They didn't use the word insurrection. So let me read that to you one more time. But one source said there has been little, if any, recent discussion by senior Justice Department officials of filing charges such as, quote, seditious conspiracy, unquote, to accuse defendants of trying to overthrow the government. So they're not using the word insurrection. Because if they use the word insurrection, that would be more, that would be, I guess, more foot-in-the-mouth syndrome for the Democrats. So they have also opted to not bring racketeering charges, often used against organized criminal gangs. All right. Prosecutors have also not brought any charges alleging that any individual or group played a central role in organizing or leading the riot. Law law enforcement sources told Reuters no such charges appear to be pending. Okay, people, that's it. So there was no insurrection. There are people who broke into the Capitol. There are people who were violent with police officers. This was not a planned attack by President Trump or anyone out there. This was just, you know, some bad, some bad dudes out there. And also, there, there is another report by some investigative journalists who, it looks as though they have discovered some FBI plants, and this is not a conspiracy theory, um, FBI plants within the crowd to, to, 
to basically, you know, move the crowd in the direction of an insurrection, right? To rile up the crowd. And um, I, I think I can talk, I think I, I talked about that more on a different podcast, but um, that is 100% true right now. So they're still doing, these reporters are, these reporters are still doing an investigative, investigative report on that. Uh, but right now from this report, this FBI report, it tells us, again, Trump had nothing to do with it. And on top of that, this was no coordinated attack. And guess what? They impeached Trump on the charges that he caused the he caused the insurrection, quote unquote insurrection. They impeached him on that. The FBI report just found that nothing like that happened. Absolutely nothing. So what is this? That impeachment was a total farce. 100% total farce. Oh, by the way, it wasn't a coordinated attack. So they locked down Washington with all those gates and the National Guard for no reason. They knew all of this. They knew it from the very, very beginning. They knew it. They used that one cop who died of a heart attack you know, they put his body on display in the Capitol Rotunda so politicians can go, could go there and take a picture with his dead body and use him like a political tool when they knew he died of natural causes and not from the, from the people there at the insurrection. The only person who died there was Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by some cop out there. Now, if that, if this were a Black Lives Matter protest and a Capitol Police officer would have shot that black guy when he stormed the Capitol, I bet we would know that police officer's name. But because this was, you know, these were Trump supporters, right? And again, this was a white female that got shot and she was a Trump supporter. You know, there's, you're not hearing anything. Isn't this kind of weird, right? It's really weird, people. This is really, really weird. And on top of that, all of the video, there's so much video cameras out there on the Capitol. Why can't we see this Capitol insurgents, quote-unquote insurgents, from all the different angles? We only can see the cell phone footage released by the people who are actually still in jail right now. And remember that guy with the, with the horns who they said that he was the leader of the entire insurrection? Well, it comes out that he's not, not even close. And when he did breach the Capitol grounds and went into that Senate chamber, guess what he did with his friends? They prayed. They didn't overturn any chairs. They didn't steal any notes. They didn't set anything on fire. And he's in jail right now with no charges pressed against him. None whatsoever. And he's held in solitary confinement. In fact, a lot of these people are being held in solitary confinement. And that's treatment that they don't even use for that long term for the terrorists over there in Gitmo. Do you understand that? Something is wrong here, people. Something is really, really, really wrong. You know, Trump's out of office, right? Trump's out of office. 
he's not coming back anytime soon until we re-elect him, right? Oh, there's a lot of conspiracy theories right out now that they're saying that, hey, you know, Trump maybe st- there was a theory that Trump would be back in office by August or September. That's not going to happen. Now, there's there's states right now who are auditing their elections, swing states, and they're finding a lot of evidence out there that prove, you know, this election, you know, there's election fraud out there. There's 100% election fraud out there. That is not a conspiracy theory at all, people. Not at all. And But the question is, what will happen, hypothetically, if you find out that all of these, all of these swing states should have gone to Trump than Biden? What do you think then? What do you think now? I mean, here, now I can't prove this. Like, I think I told, I think I've told many of you this a long time ago. But since Trump got into office in 2016, they have been trying to get him out of office. And the Democrats have used every single lie and tool in the book. And they're not even good lies. It's just that the media (laughs) keeps repeating their lie. You know, the first lie was, first of all, that Trump had conspired with the Russians, right, to steal the election. And for three years, they talked about Trump stealing the election. They even got a $100 million investigation, right? Mueller, remember Mueller? Investigating how Trump used the Russians to steal the election. We can't even get anyone to investigate if Joe Biden stole the election. They're not even lifting a finger, they're saying, oh, no, these anomalies that happen all the time that, you know, um, you know Joe Biden's like losing. All of, and all of a sudden, votes pop up from nowhere. And then there's this huge jump, you know, a huge jump in, uh, I guess, uh, statistically, that is statistically impossible that looks like straight up, like Superman shooting to the sky. And those, and those, uh, those, uh, those, those um, votes right there, they're shooting toward the sky like like a rocket all of a sudden, they only happen in the states that Joe Biden needed to win and in the states where Joe Biden got his lawyers or liars, why do we call them that? Lawyers or liars, same thing, to change their election law without the legislative, without the legislators agreeing to it. They have lawyers who did this or Supreme Court people who did this. So that's not supposed to happen, number one. But they got them to count their mail-in ballots after the provisional vote. After the provisional vote. And on top of that, it took them weeks to count um, these mail-in ballots. And you weren't allowed to, you know, observe them while they're being counted. And on top of them, and on top of that, they're using Dominion machines out there. And... I thought when you do things digitally, I guess voting, I guess tallying up votes should be a lot quicker. But when we did things with the punch card, we knew who was going to be president even before Hawaii started to vote. And all of a sudden, when you modernize everything, it takes weeks now to get an election done. Isn't that kind of strange? It's almost ass backwards. You know, I thought, you know, when you modernize your equipment, things go faster. But in this case, you need a really 
you know, complicated, you know, um, software that is capable of weighting votes and also, by the way, changing votes, adjudicating votes. So if a vote comes in there and says, wow, we, um, 80% of the votes need adjudication. That means the person there who's actually operating the machine can actually change the vote. Do you not think anything's wrong with it? Elizabeth Warren did. But now Elizabeth Warren is quiet. A lot of Democrats did. You know, a lot of big-time Democrats did, you know. But apparently, no, now it's okay. Why is it okay now? You have to ask yourself some questions about this, right? And that's what a lot of the people there on January 6th, they were asking themselves these questions, and we were just getting fed a bunch of BS. So what do we have now? We have an idiot and a bunch of academics surrounding an idiot, controlling our nation, destroying our nation, you know, inflation on everything from houses, food, gas, even water is out of control. The value of our dollar is going downhill. The value of Bitcoin is going through the roof. And Bitcoin, by the way, isn't even a currency. It's tra- you know, Bitcoin is traded purely on market hype. I know a lot of you out there are saying, oh, yeah, Bitcoin's a great investment. No, it's not. You know, no, it's not. You know, the, but it's going up because our U.S. dollar is going down. And is our U.S. dollar a good investment? I don't think it is right now either. But Bitcoin isn't either. We'll, we'll get into Bitcoin later on one day. You know, I'll, I'll piss off all the, all the cryptocurrency maniacs that are out there. <laughs> you know, when, when so, I'll, just, I'll just leave you with this. When something like, you know, Dogecoin or however you want to call it, right? Dogecoin can actually become a legitimate currency based upon an internet meme and Elon Musk saying, hey, maybe this is cool. Something's wrong there, right? You know, (laughs) Dogecoin is being traded purely on hype and people are making millions of dollars purely on hype and purely on what Elon, one, one man, Elon Musk says, and he can control wealth with the power of a tweet. (laughs) It's kind of amazing. It's kind of amazing. You know, I mean, Alan Greenspan could do that back in the day during the internet bubble. Um, (laughs) You know, Elon Musk is the modern Alan Greenspan. (sighs) People, rigged elections have consequences. They do. And I said that as the title of my podcast last week, I plagiarized that line from Donald Trump. But it's so true. Rigged elections have consequences. And we're seeing that right now play out right in front of us. The people there who are at the Capitol, they rioted for a reason, right? They rioted for a reason because in their heart, they knew which direction this country was going. And they thought in their heart, some of them thought in their heart, if we don't do anything, the whole nation would just fall apart. They did. They thought that. And you know what? They were right. They were right. Unfortunately, it wasn't a real insurrection. You know, it was not a real insurrection. Would I, would I wish it was a real insurrection? You know, part of me does. Part of me does because, you know, we would have fought COVID better. We would have, you know, we would have been more honest with the, the public out there. 
You, we, we wouldn't be the, the laughing stock of the world. Our southern border would be secure. Prices of gas, you know, would be under control. We wouldn't be, be having to beg OPEC to please, please pump more gas. That's what Joe Biden is saying now because he's, he's, uh, you know, trying to kill jobs here in America. We wouldn't have to worry about Afghanistan people being in trouble because Donald Trump would have made the right choice. By the way, I know I wasn't going to talk about Afghanistan, but do you know um, that uh, um, a teacher, I think she's here in America, a teacher in America, she rescued, um, I guess, the robotics club of some children over there in Afghanistan uh, uh, before... Um, Afghanistan fell. So she flew there on, on August 9th and got these like uh, children who are in the, in the robotic, robotics club in Afghanistan and flew them back to America because she could see the impending danger of what was about to happen. This teacher, a regular teacher who should win teacher of the year, right? You know, you, she don't care about pronouns. She don't care about Black Lives Matter stuff. She, don't, she did the right thing. She's a hero to these kids, save their lives. She knew more about the country of, 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 of Afghanistan collapsing than the generals and Joe Biden and his inner circle. She knew that it would collapse any day now and she went out there to save Afghani children. <laughs> and Joe Biden did none of that. He went on vacation. Oh, and by the way, he's going on vacation this weekend to Delaware. He just got to get away. Uh, and oh, by the way, yesterday on Friday, he put a lid on. You know, before Joe Biden, I had no idea what the hell a lid was. A lid is when, I guess, the president will say, will, will cut off all communication with the press. Now, the press got very, uh, I guess, used to Donald Trump not calling any lids because he would always engage with the press. When he would walk to the Marine One, he would go out there and talk with them. On the way back, he would talk with them. He would always talk with them. And they would always, he would always be very open with them. And he would always call them out. You're fake news, you're real news, you're fake news. I don't like this. But he would, he would not be afraid to engage with the press. Even if they, and this press was very hostile with them, but he would put them in their place. Joe Biden doesn't put them in their place. Why doesn't he put them in their place? Because if Joe Biden were to tell the truth, you know, he would fail. Because you can't lie your, your way out of this mess. <laughs> Psaki, or how do you ever say your name? Jen Psaki, or Psaki, however you want to say her name. You know, I, I really sympathize with her. Because she has to keep trying to spin things over and over again to make excuses because her boss isn't all there. Now, I'm not sure if it's senile or stupid. I really don't care, to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit of both. You know, when you take a look at old videos of Joe Biden, it's not the same as new Joe Biden, right? President Joe Biden is not the same as Joe Biden of like five years ago. Not at all. But you have President, uh, President Donald Trump is the same as he was back in 1980-something. You can see the, the mind is still tough. In, in Donald Trump. And it has nothing to do with age. Nothing to do with age. You know, my, um, I have family and I have family who are, who they're in their 80s, in their 90s, sharp, really, really sharp mind. But then I have some family 
who's like in their 40s, not as sharp. They sound like Joe Biden. All right, people. I am out of here. Uh, I just think it's a little funny that I'm here breaking some news to you about this FBI report about this insurrection not being an insurrection and not being coordinated. It's just spontaneous. It was, it was for the most part, it was a spontaneous, a spontaneous riot, like how all riots get out of hand. That's how a lot of these quote unquote peaceful protests. Some of these Black Lives Matter protests, by the way, they were peaceful to begin with, but they got out of hand, right? And they got out of hand because Antifa showed up and they pushed everyone into a frenzy. And when and when all of a sudden, you have young kids who think it's okay to go, you know, rob a jewelry store. It's okay to go into Tiffany's and, and get all the jewelry you want. It's okay to go into Apple and get all the iPhones you want. That's what they were doing. Hey, my friends are doing it. Everyone's doing it. Let's all get in there. And, you know, that looked more like an insurrection. You know what? When they closed, I know I'm going over my time here, but when, you remember when Antifa took over, over roads over in Seattle and created a, and created a, a, a town called Chaz? Remember that? It was a safe area. But even though they bullied everyone and also raped women inside there, that was pretty interesting, right? But that was their safe zone. And the police there and the government there did nothing. That is an insurrection. But apparently, they don't consider that an insurrection. They couldn't see what an insurrection was if it hit them in the face. And that's what was happening over there in Seattle. That's how stupid our leaders were. In fact, our leaders, the people over there, over there in D.C., many of them even sided with the people in Chaz. How do you like that? Okay, people, now I'm going because it is 4.18 a.m. in the morning. Time for me to head to bed. Thanks for listening. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T-O Movies. Yeah, the T-O is not the number two, by the way. It is T-O, like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.